Once Seth coaxed an aide to show him how to set up a sterile tray for suturing a minor wound, Seth always learned a task the first time around. That was his rule. Learning it the first time spared him the trouble of going back and studying. So once he saw how the sterile tray was done, he knew he would always be able to do it himself without errors. But did the tech let Seth prepare the next sterile tray? No. In fact, the tech was pretty exasperated. Look, this is my job, said the technician. You're a volunteer. You run errands. I went to school for this stuff, buddy. Just because I spent five minutes with you, you still don't know from nothing. Every year of his life, Seth had waited for adulthood. When he was 11, he had finally been old enough for his own paper route. But it didn't make him a grown-up. It just made him get up at dawn and deliver 24 papers. When he was 13 and started 7th grade, he expected to be a grown-up. No, he was just taller and gawkier. Okay, when he was 16, he had a driver's license. Then he'd be able to do everything. No, all he could do was errands for his mother, pick up a quart of milk or take his sister to the orthodontist. Fine, when he was 18, he'd be a grown-up. He'd go to college, vote, have a girlfriend, and be unsupervised. Well, here he was, 18, at college, unsupervised, and what was he doing? Running errands. When was this kid stuff coming to a halt? When did he actually get to be a grown-up? Speaking of girls, although not regrettably girlfriends, he spotted Diana Dervain down the hall, on her way to check in. Her hair, shorter than his, was black and crisp and incredibly cute. Her cheeks were unevenly ruddy pink, as if she had just been working out. Diana always wore earrings so unusual he wanted to lean forward and study them. Then his thoughts would begin to spiral downward from her ears, throat, shoulder, breast. Volunteer, said a passing nurse. She did not really look at Seth because he was merely a volunteer and she was not required to make eye contact with lowlifes. Blood lab, she said, handing him a plastic bag labeled biochemical hazard. Inside, a tube of blood awaited analysis. Seth yanked a size large pair of disposable gloves from one of the boxes lining the countertops and jerked them over his hands. The talcum powder with which they were lined sifted softly between his fingers. The first time he'd put these on, he'd had doctor fantasies so bad he almost took over the trauma room. Seth managed to laugh at himself, not one of his strong suits, and took the plastic bag. He read the physician's instructions on the form, but didn't know the abbreviations. Trying to be casual and surprised, he glanced up when Diana was only a few steps away. He was crazy about her, and last week had gotten up his courage to ask her out. Furious with himself that it took courage and more furious that he had had to rehearse the question. Diana had said yes to the date, but she sure hadn't said yes to anything else. The evening was a disaster. Diana spent the whole time telling him how much he annoyed her. It turned out that everything about Seth annoyed her. He even stood in the hall, Diana said, in an arrogant fashion. He spoke to the patients as if he were their doctor, not the volunteer pushing their stretcher to x-ray. He talked as if he were prescribing the medicine, not running to the pharmacy to get it.